Luke, chapter 2, verses 13 to 21. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favour rests. When the angels had left them and had gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had, what had been told them about this, about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in, pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen which were just as they had been told. On the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise the child, he was named Jesus, the name the angel had given him before he was conceived. Hope you had a great Christmas. Um, Katie and I went to uh, see family in Yorkshire, which was great. So we were amongst all the sheep and the cows, um, looking at all the hills. Uh, there's actually a, a shepherd, a shepherdess there, who's a, written a book, quite a famous shepherd. Um, it's amazing to be there and be around. And over the Christmas time, it's great being with family. We too had an amazing announcement. And we were in the sitting room all together. The children were out playing just on the front uh, amongst all the chicken and the hens and all the animals and so on. And Flynn, our four-year-old, comes running into the sitting room with a lot of excitement in his eyes and a lot of passion. And he stands right in the middle. He just appeared right before us and he said, good news. And I was like, wow, that's quite biblical. It's quite <laughs> theatrical. I was like, what, what's this going to be? He said, good news. I threw something at the hens, but I missed. <laughs> and we were like, that is good news, kind of, but don't throw anything at the hens. In our reading, we have this amazing appearance of good news, this proclamation, good news, great news before the shepherds that were there. Now, I don't know what you think about um, the shepherds, the different people in the story. When you hear the, uh, the nativity story, when you hear the Christmas story, you've got the kings, you've got Mary, you've got Joseph, you've got the shepherds, you've got the angels, but here we see the shepherds out with their sheep, the, ship, the shepherds alone out there as the angels appear to them. I don't know who you connect with when you think about the Christmas story too. Maybe some of you are thinking, well, I kind of connect with the angels. I kind of feel quite angelic. Maybe some of the guys are nodding thinking, yeah, definitely a wise man. Yeah, definitely a wise man. I don't know who you think you kind of really relate to, but there was a survey done recently and they asked people, who do you most identify with when you think about the Christmas story? Is it the innkeeper, the one that kind of went the extra mile, opened the door? Love might be an open door. Might it be the um, angels, as I said, or, or the, the wise men? But who is it that you connect with? It was actually when the survey came in, most people said, I identify with the shepherds. When I think about the story, I find myself 
in the shepherds. And I found that really interesting because the shepherds were ordinary folk. The people who weren't royal, the people who weren't necessarily really wealthy or really well-educated, these shepherds were the ordinary folk that the angels appeared to. What an amazing, encouraging thing. If I'm being honest, I connect with the shepherds too in the story. I think about my journey, and despite uh, enjoying education growing up, I didn't really put the efforts in at school. I had a whole lot of stuff going on at home, and I found it really difficult to actually concentrate during my exam time. My parents' marriage was breaking down right in the middle of my GCSEs at the age of 15 or 16, and I really struggled with it. I was brought up on a council estate, not in a wealthy part, not in a a place where people would want to necessarily buy a house. We didn't own a house. We rented a house in this council estate. I carry my grandma's maiden name because my dad never knew his dad. I'm dyslexic, being in a liturgical uh, church. I find it hard doing the liturgy. Yet there's been moments where I've felt humbled that God has revealed things to me, where he's spoken to me through his word, where he's appeared to me and revealed himself through people and conversations and through worship and and, and primarily through his word and hearing his word through the sermon. And I'm humbled that I don't necessarily have the criteria that you would think, well, if I was going to choose somebody to go and preach to someone, it would be this person. I find myself in the story of the shepherds These people out just doing their thing. Ordinary people, quite humble in what they do, yet God appears to them in such an amazing way. But also beyond that, when I was um, at college and went to art school, um, I, I would be so embarrassed if I was called upon to speak in front of people. So much to the point that when we were in our group time, and it was probably only around 20 people maybe on the course, I would position myself right at the back of the group and almost lean back so that there was a board in front of me so that I wouldn't catch my tutor's eye in case he asked me a question. And if they did ask me a question, I would go bright red like I was sunburnt. My eyes would fill up like I was going to cry. My voice would shake and I would just crumble. I just couldn't speak in front of people. Again, it wouldn't be the obvious choice for God to choose somebody to go and speak to people, to go and preach the word. Yet I find myself humbled in the story that God would reveal himself, call me into a ministry that's very public and that is uh, really based around preaching and proclaiming Jesus. In the story, when we look at the uh, nativity, the Christmas story, we are the shepherds. We are the people that God reveals himself to, the people going about their business, the people out there with the sheep amongst the sheep in their fields with the stars and everything there. We are the ordinary, everyday folk that for some reason God reveals himself to and chooses to reveal himself to. Thinking about the shepherds, when we think about them over time, in, in the Old Testament, you would, you would see that shepherds are actually a noble profession. You have um, Abel was the first uh, to have this job, followed by I, uh, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Moses, and of course, David being a shepherd. 
God calls himself a shepherd as well, and, and we are his sheep. However, by the time the first century came, shepherds were made up of the lowest class of people. Some scholars even believe that it become really, really low down in the chain of a job. It, it was something that was actually really lowly, and, and, and a shepherd actually wasn't a great profession, actually wasn't a great group of people. They were considered ceremonially unclean as well. They spent lots of times with animals, dirty animals. They were unable to attend religious services as well. They were often out for long periods of time, just out in the dirt amongst with the dirty animals. They were unable to attend these ceremonies. They were isolated and forgotten. Because of their flocks moving around as well, the shepherds would have to wander with them. They never stayed in one place for a long time. Just as a side thought about people and shepherds and communication and that ability to be able to communicate to one another. Dave, Libby and I were recently at a clergy conference and the former dean of Durham Cathedral noted that when he uh, was in a parish in Yorkshire, Again, there was a real trend, a real wave of shepherds, of farmers who were out in the fields for long periods of time without anybody to talk to. And actually, they lost the ability to communicate. They didn't have another human being that they talked to. They were out for long, prolonged periods of time out in the fields with the sheep. And when they came home, they just did the same. They lost the ability to communicate. And they found that when they were with their wife, their partner, they, they actually just didn't speak to them anymore. They'd taken on this habit of not speaking, not communicating. And actually quite a few marriages, uh, the, the former dean said, broke down because of this lack of communication. Really interesting, isn't it, that we need each other. We need to be able to communicate to each other. We need to be able to talk and be in relationship with one another. This is a side thought as an encouragement to me to actually just to be honest, to keep the conversation going with my wife, with my colleagues, with my friends. It's so important that we're not isolated like the shepherds there, like the farmers out in the fields. Anyway, back to our text, the description of the shepherds. They were often treated um, with mistrust and contempt. They were suspected uh, often of stealing sheep from each other. They weren't to be trusted. Typically, the shepherds uh, were known to be brass and, and bald. They would just speak their mind. Some of them were uned uneducated. They could have had foul, foul mouths and, and would fight at the drop of a hat. Yet, all of this description, all of this context, all of this culture, all that was kind of thought about when thought about the shepherds, Yet God trusted them with the message. He trusted a bunch of, of shepherds with this message. And God's always worked wonders, hasn't he, with the forgotten, for the lowly, the despised. From the very beginning of time, God has done this. He's revealed himself to those that you wouldn't think he would reveal himself to. Jesus came as well into the, the smelly stable. He came into the places of, of dirt and, and darkness, not choosing the precious palace to be born in, but choosing a lowly place to send his greatest message, the word sent Jesus there. Paul says in Corinthians, Brothers, think of what we were when we were called. Not many of us of you would be wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were of noble birth. 
He chose the lowly things of the world and the despised things so that no one may boast before him. The shepherds help us see that God doesn't have these favorites. He doesn't just go to the well-educated. He doesn't just go to the well-off. He doesn't just reveal himself to the educated. He reveals himself to those that you would think don't count, don't matter. Yet with God, with this story, we see that everybody matters to God. And each week, God continues to reveal himself. He continues to proclaim good news to us. No matter where you are, no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're struggling with, no matter how you see yourself or you think others see you, God comes and reveals his goodness to us. He reveals his glory in worship. He reveals his message through his spirit by reading of the word, by listening to God and what he's saying. He reveals himself each and every week. My encouragement would also be taking lessons from the shepherd and, and how the angels proclaimed the good news to them, that we would be like the angels too, that we would find the people that we not necessarily drawn to, the people that we would not necessarily want to go to, the people that we would not necessarily want to be around, but to bring good news to them. Maybe it's people that you struggle with in your family. Maybe it's people that you might struggle with at work. Maybe it's the people that you avoid or the people that you're like, they're quite loud. They're not my type of people. But my encouragement would be to be like the angels, to be like actually God the Father and to go to those people and to proclaim the good news to them. Not to separate them. Not to go with the ones who it's quite easy to be around. Not to go to the ones who we like just, but to go to the other to love the other and to bring the good news to the other too. Let's also learn le le lessons from the shepherds. They were open to what God was saying. These shepherds out in the fields had this revelation. They could have said, oh, well, you know, that's just a bit too lofty. That, we don't really quite understand that. Like we can't really, we can't really go that. No one's going to listen to us on that. We don't really know where we're going. But they took on this message. They heard what God was saying to them through the angels, and they were obedient to follow. Each week during the worship, as we sing songs that challenge our hearts, each week as we come to church, we have them difficult conversations that sometimes people say to us in love, the tough things, the hard things. What do we do with that information? My encouragement would be, like the shepherds, is to go with it, to run with it. To go with the information that's being given. To go with what's being said through God's word. To be open to it. And also, like the shepherds, each week, they journeyed towards Jesus. They set their hearts on this journey towards Jesus. My encouragement would be that as we wake up in the morning, to set the compass of our heart to be towards Jesus that each day we journey towards Jesus, that we have Jesus at the forefront, like the shepherds, journey towards Jesus with Jesus being our goal, the, the person that we walk towards, journey towards, to tell others about the good news as well. Um, Flo is uh, interning with us here at P's and G's. 
She's interning in the area of social transformation. It's been absolutely amazing watching her be involved in soul food and to be involved in just taking her out of her comfort zone, to taking the message and the good news to people that she would say she wouldn't necessarily normally interact with or find herself in a situation with. But she has conversations. She shows love. She proclaims the good news in her actions, in her kindness to these people that she's around. And recently... She was um, on her way to Alt Carroll's, and she was in uh, the pub with some of her friends, and they were just having a quick Christmas drink before Alt Carroll's. And as they were there in the pub, um, a couple of people came in with a dog, and she, she loves dogs. And she saw uh, these guys come in with the dog, and she instantly knelt down at the dog's level. She lowered herself down to the dog, and she began to stroke the dog. And she began to talk to the couple about the dog. And, and she met them right at their level about the dog and, and the breed of the dog and talking about the dog. And then she found out a little bit about the couple. So it, it turns out that one of the uh, guys who had the dog was a musician, and Flo very quickly said, oh, wow, if you like music, you should come to P's and G's. If you like music, you should come to the old carol service. We're about to kick off, and there's going to be a whole lot of carols sung. If you like performing and music, you should come along. And then it turns out that the person that the musician was with used to be a cleaner at P's and G's. And she said, oh, yeah, I know the church. I know exactly where it is. Oh, you should come. You should come along. And Flo had the pleasure have seen this couple at Alt Carol's. She saw as they walked out, she didn't get a chance to talk to them on the night, but she saw them walking out, having come and met and gathered around these songs about Jesus. I was so inspired by that. I was so encouraged by that, that Flo took the good news in a very simple, very humble way, meeting them right where they are inviting them to come and see Jesus, to come and be around Jesus. An incredible story. And I was so emotional at Alt Carol's as I looked around and people who were there for the first time had journeyed, like the shepherds, journeyed towards Jesus. The music was all happening in the middle and everyone was gathered around. And I began to fill up as I saw people that I didn't recognize and I suspected didn't come to church but they journeyed like the shepherds. They'd come and they're now singing about the precious Jesus being born at Christmas. So just in closing then, let's be people who are willing to be surprised by God and his revelations, just like the shepherds. Let's position our hearts each Sunday as we come. Let's just spend a moment saying, Lord, position my heart I want to journey towards you. I want to meet you. I want to gather around you. Let's be people who are quick to hear, like the shepherds. They weren't closed off to what God was saying. Are we people who come and say, Lord, what are you saying to me through your word? What are you saying to me in the conversations that I'm having? What are you saying to me in the songs that I'm singing? Let's be people who are quick to follow all that God instructs us to do. Let's be people who listen all about Jesus and learn about Jesus. But let's also be people who take the good news, like the shepherds did, out to the people who need it. The people in our families, the people in our homes, the people at work. Verse 20 says, The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen. Let's be people who go from church 
and speak well of church. On a Monday, whether we talk to people at the bus stop, at university, at work, wherever it is, let's have a great weekend. Church was great on Sunday. These are three things that were great about church on Sunday. Let's be people who speak well of church and Jesus. And let's be people like the shepherds who continue praising God. That our worship doesn't start and end on a Sunday, but our worship happens through all the week in all of our lives. Amen.